I'm Maisie. I'm Alice. And this is Treason Review. It's a wet and windy day, Maisie. How are you faring? Encumbered with the horrible weather. Dark, like inside our souls, Alice. Wet and grey. Miserable. The car boot was cancelled this morning. There's just nothing good left in my life except this podcast. I read in the British Medical Journal a study released in 2011 that human hibernation is a real thing. I can believe it, especially with you with your big old sad lamp. Thanks for outing me. Hey, was this something you were ashamed about? Deeply, just oh. like everything else about my personality. Well, you know, out with it. Yeah. The truth will out. The truth will out. Unfortunately, because of the normative regulation of the labour markets, it's not really possible for people to engage in the type of hibernation which would undoubtedly be beneficial <laughs> for their physical and mental well-being. But that's not what capitalism is for, Maisie. So making money. With the sad lamp thing, maybe you could just have a very, very bright laptop <laughs> setting <laughs> and then you're good to go. I wouldn't have corneas, but I would have well-being. I'll take one of the other, Alice. You're right. I'm so impressed with our tree and trees and duo today because they're actually linked. This is For so the first time ever. Give me the roots of our tree and also the roots of our trees and they're the same now. The roots of the trees and Maisie. Give me. We're going all the way back to 12th century England, specifically to the great and stinking capital, the old smog, the arsehole of the country. (laughs) Is it our house? It's London. Ah, I see. London has taken much from me in my life, namely my best friend. Oh, Jen. Shout out, She's not dead, just... Uh, And London has yet more that it owes to the nation. Like its own police force, weirdly. Everyone else has a normal police force, and then London, from the olden times, has the Metropolitan Police Force, and it's still in action today, so they have two. Is that why that exists? Yeah, Metropolitan Police Force and then, then just the regular one for the borough of London. Wow. I know. So they've, they've got police on their police. They have police on their police, but they have a much higher crime rate. So clearly, maybe they need it, you know. Okay, well, in the uh, 11th and 12th centuries, Maisie, there was not such a high crime rate in <laughs> the sense of revolutions and uprisings. Mm-hmm. Because the population was, first of all, very small. And also everyone was extremely poor and very ill all the time as a result of there being no sanitations or medicine of any description. And life expectancy was, you know, people are sick and tired all the time. So the uprisings, they weren't very energetic. Ah, yes. yes. However, this one was this slightly one, more so, right? What we're talking about today on Treason Review, the only podcast to compare one tree and one treason on a five-stock scale. We got there. We did it. Mr. William Fitz Osbert. Osbert. It's Mr. Osbert to you. Madam. A.K.A. William with the long beard. A.K.A. Will as the beard. Willie the Billy. Willie the Billy. That's a great one. That works with Will and beard. He was a citizen of London and his moniker was the advocate of the poor. Winning. He takes from the rich and gives to the needy. He takes a wee percentage, but he's not not greedy. Um, yeah, so Willie the Billy had a huge amount of support in London. He, he roused the troops of like 52,000 people, mm. which was absolutely tons because there were barely any people back in 1196 because they were all dead of cholera or childbirth. Yeah. This is what I was amazed when I was researching this because we were like, oh, what's the population of England? And there's like some kind of census done in 1086 and it said 2 million people. And then similarly, we heard that Willers the Bizzle roused 50,000. As a percentage, I don't know what that is, but it's High. more than less. Well, it's like 5%. Am I mental? 500,000 would be... A quarter. Yes. So it's 10... This is not my what? area of jurisdiction, amazing. It's quite a high percent. It's a lot, anyway. 
Um, do you know how I found out about Willows the Bizzles? How did you hear about him? It's because I was reading my favourite book maze, which, as you'll know, is uh, Historia Rerum Anglicarum by English historian William of Newburgh. I wish I could get you out of it, Alice. Life is passing you by. Well, today I had my head buried in the my favourite chapter of that book, pithily titled Of a Conspiracy Made in London by One William and How He Paid the Penalty of His Audacity. End chapter title. Audacity. I want my life to be written in a chapter that has the word audacity in it. I will do what I can. What's the roots of your tree, Maisie? Well, so William did this uprising, right? Horror, he gets caught, he gets killed. Where does he get killed? He gets killed on a tree, the Tyborn Hanging Tree, which is a famous tree, or used to be so, in London, like on the corner of Oxford Street and Park Lane. And they would throw people up there, hang them till they're dead. Oof. And then it became really, really famous. So they hung William there. He was the first guy to ever be hung on this nice string of elm trees. And then in like 1571, Liz I is like, oh, I love this. This is a great good shout. This is a great place for a hanging. I'm going to build this huge triangular triple gallows so they could have mass executions. So you've got three beams, triangular. Mm-hmm. Each one can hold eight people. Oh. So you can now hang 24 people at the same time. You've got to marvel at the efficiency, but it I is. am also aghast at the sheer rapacious appetite for slaughter that they had. It's As a form huge. of public entertainment. Yeah. People complain about, you know, like the BBC fee that you've got to pay for the telly. <laughs> Take my money. Don't bring back the public hangings. It was actually seen as like a very like a nicer punishment than prison at the time. People really hated mm. prison back then because they were like, "Are you insane? You want to you want to put someone away for thirty years in a tiny box? I'd much rather just get hung or be lashed or you know some kind of branding physical punishment because it lasts a few hours and you're done." And there's a big argument still that prison is much less humane, not than the murder, but the. The physical punishment. I guess, and if you think about the fact that probably in 1196, lots of people would have had really fervent religious beliefs that they might not be so afraid of death as we are, Exactly. perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was much more normalised then, like there was so much more illness and death. That yeah, it was, right. Everyone was more chill with violence. Yes, and death in general yeah. wasn't such a closeted away like shameful quiet thing therapy it was often yeah. dealt with in the household yeah you know, yeah because families were so big and death was part of the day-to-day life so often that you'd yeah sort out all your own funerals and everything like that and like wash and dress the dead it was mm, quite there's normal. a big rerun to that now apparently traditional funerals are being more and more outed as people vouch for like well cremations for one and then like natural burials and just like dealing with them yourself because it's it's like a grieving process, the funeral, right? It's not for the dead, it's for the living. Yes. And what's even better about all of this, Alice, you're going to love the circularity. Do you know what elms are most notably used for? No. Coffins. Because they haven't... <laughs> Wait for it. They have an interlocking grain pattern that makes them particularly water resistant. <laughs> They've been used historically for coffins. <laughs> wow. Thanks, elms. Which is ironic, right? Because then they get used as this hanging tree. Wow. It's like kind of spookaloo. So was the hanging tree already there? And they were like, oh, he looks like a sturdy bough that you could hang the weight of 10 men off of for the purposes of killing them publicly. Yeah, well, there was actually a string of them. And then whoever, what was it, the Archbishop of Canterbury, or whatever his name was, Harold, what's his face, chose that one to string him up from. And then it got like more and more popular. And then 400 years later, they're like, fuck the trees, we'll make the gallows, but it's still going to be called the Tyborn tree. And it's still that now, if you Google Tyborn, Born hanging trees still get that place even though it hasn't been a tree there for like 600 years, years yeah. Yeah. yeah um so shall we move on to throwing that shade yeah, yeah give me that shade dude. okay well first of all the revolt itself was the revolt against 
uh, aristocratic mm. and, you know, like money depression of the poor, right? So in that regard, there wasn't too much shade. In, 11, in 1196, <laughs> we didn't have weekends. We had no workers' rights. Child labour was everywhere. Yeah. No adolescence yet, right? Exactly. No yeah. childhood really yet. Hadn't been invented as a social construct. So things were pretty bad. No sanitation. The, the Yeah, the poor were crushed under the heel of the... Wealthy, thank goodness that's not the case anymore. <laughs> so Fitz Osbert or Oof. William the Beard or Willie von Billenston. I think that's the one we've got to stick with now. Von Billenston. Willen von Billenston. Build a beard. Build a beard. Mm. Wilbur Beard. Or Bilby. <laughs> Any of the above. All of the above. He had a university education. Uh, somewhat problematically, he'd been on a crusade where they like fervently go and force... They're like religious wars, right? Mm, but I think that was more popular fashionable at the time perhaps Yeah, I don't know what his involvement in the crusade was maybe he just went there and took on the parts of the bible that were like love thy neighbour share things be good to one another and then he came back to England and he was like well this isn't what's happening here yeah maybe Um, yeah he held a civic office in London so in general he was regarded as being like witty and very handsome Mm. and a great orator very eloquent and so him personally not very shady just a socialist which of course must be (laughs) pinched out at the bud yeah and urban rights were really uncommon back then like we've already said but he'd become a champion he had like loads of support and everywhere he went he'd have a gaggle of supporters around him like hundreds of people around him like a hive and he was to be in the middle and they'd protect him Imagine trying to go to the shops or something. Got to have a gaggle of a hundred poor people surrounding you. And then he was assassinated anyway. What a fucking pointless yeah, no. exercise. So bizarrely, the Archbishop of Canterbury, then a man named Hubert Walter, not to be confused with his cousin, Hubert Cumberdale. <laughs> Everyone's favourite finger Hubert. puppet. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot say whether Hubert Walter also tasted like soot and poo. But I would imagine can... so. It's those times, isn't it? 12th In... century. In London in 1196. I bet that's exactly what the air smelled like constantly. Everyone tasted of soot and poo. I can almost guarantee it. Who knew that Salad Fingers was a historical almanac? (laughs) Thanks. What's his name? Simon from Sheffield. He's from Sheffield for sure. Oh, I used to know his name. He's got like the name of a bricklayer. He's like friends with Devo. Yeah. What a cultural gift Yorkshire has bestowed (laughs) on the world. And now we've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> We're no salad fingers, Alice. I'm not sure we'll ever get there. So anyway, Hubert Walter, the Archbishop of Canterbury, decided that Philly von Billstorff had to be stopped. We couldn't be doing with any more of this advocating for rights for the working class. So he sent two assassins to capture Fizzle Bunizel uh, when he was alone and not surrounded by his mob of poor people who'd protect him all the time. And then he escaped out of his house and ran to take shelter in a church... And then the assassins sent by the Archbishop of Canterbury burnt the church to the ground. That is hella shady. That is so hypocritical. Like, I thought you meant to like... Again, we're saying this. Archbishop of Canterbury, is that a religious thing? Yeah? Yeah. A bishop? That's religious. Yeah. Archbishop's definitely religious. It's not like a fancy knight. He's like, if in Pokemon, he's the maximum evolved under the the maximum One under. He's not... He's Mew, not Mewtwo. Oh, I see it. I see it. So, what the fuck... Harold. I know. And then somebody stabbed our pal Billy the Beard in the tummy. Just gave him a little prod in the gut. And the things that they did in the name of justice back in the day are really macabre and gruesome, you Mm. know? So his 
thing that they had done to him was that he got dragged naked by horses <laughs> around London. Drawn, which, right. Which was described as yeah. being drawn... Like and, drawn and quartered. Yeah, drawn asunder. Yeah, right? exactly. So sometimes they do it so that it breaks the bones, you know, like they tie you up and make horses run with you until your joints become mm. dislodged. And then, yeah, hung him off the... Oh, there it is. First drawn asunder by horses and then hanged on a gibbet with nine <laughs> of his accomplices, accomplices who refused to desert him. And the enduring unshadiness of his memory is such that his followers treated him as a martyr. Yeah. And then all his like clothes and his possessions and stuff became sort of like holy relics. And even the place where he was killed at the tree became so holy that his followers would go and like take little bits mm. of sand and mud from there on the floor. Well, propagating again. We were talking about this last episode, right? People yeah. People love getting little bits of a tree. It's a symbolic survival metaphor, I guess. Yeah, but they came and take away so much of the ground from where he was killed that it started to make <laughs> a pit, <laughs> and they had to put guards there to guard Stop the it pit. pitting. Yeah. Wow, imagine taking that much soil. Well, it's just many people taking a little bit, right? It's very sweet. That's the power of compound interest. <laughs> How ironic that this all just perpetuates capitalism, this pit metaphor. There's nowhere free. Um, what's the shade of your tree? Um, well, it wasn't a tree, actually. So I had no canopy. Classic. It was actually a gallows. The tree of Tyburn. Wait, but it was still a tree when he was hung off it, though? Yes, briefly. Although elms used to be much bigger. Much bigger now. So they're only, like, in hedges and shrubs now. Because there was a really horrible, um, like, disease going around. Dutch elm disease. Oh, that was a few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still happening now. Uh, so they used to be much bigger, but now they're... They used to be, like, 30 metres tall. And now you'll see one in a little shrub. Really? So they can't grow big anymore? Have all the big elms died? Not in Asia. Again, this is so weird. I remember we were talking about the pear tree the Asian one was resistant to. The Asian elm trees are also resistant. It's only North America and European elms that have been cut so deeply. How interesting. I know, right? Moving on to tall tail, Alice. Mm -hmm. How tall is your tail? Um, It's actually extremely well documented, Maisie. So the tail isn't really that tall at all. In the uh, Chronicle of Greyfriars of London in 1196, it is recorded in the best Samuel Pepys spelling ever where everything has three E's. No, oh. it's just in that style of writing. Yeah. In this year was one <laughs> William with the long beard taken out of the Boa Chorchi and oh. put to deaf. Sounds for like Canadian, doesn't it? Here you see. <laughs> yes, eh? A boot. <laughs> Uh, and as I've already mentioned, you know, my favourite book about of a conspiracy made in London by one William and how he paid the penalty of his audacity. So it's very well documented. Don't you find this in old books? They always have really crazy long titles. Like the Division of Labour one, you know, the Ad West or whatever his name is. That's so fucking long as a title. Yeah, it's like a paragraph. Now it's like the Da Vinci Code. It's grabbed your attention. You know? Mm-hmm. Risk society. Mm-hmm. What they pissing around at spirit level exactly exactly keep to it the very hungry caterpillar yeah that's that's inching a bit too long they could have just gone hungry a caterpillar cat- a caterpillar would be even better than it's less i don't know it's more about the common man hunger oh i love that that's the one you'll write sounds dark you should write a parody of the very hungry caterpillar but it's all really skeletal like your drawings and it's just oh. called hunger and does he die in the end yeah he can't um, pupate because he's malnourished oh god I love it that's <laughs> such a great idea thanks Maisie I'll, I'll get oh, to I that I cannot wait for I cannot wait are you wondering how tall the elms are Alice I'm so curious well we just went over it unfortunately it used to be 30 metres tall really tall, tall building now relegated to the shrubberies of England <laughs> is there a worse place to be relegated I quite like a shrub they're better than a fence I know we've had this conversation they before Alice is significantly superior to a fence you're right 
They provide a whole ecosystem. Yeah, I'm looking at the hedge outside our window right now and it's great. Because through a fence, you'd still have to look at people going past, but through a hedge, you're totally safe. And it's privet, so it's evergreen represent. Ooh, it's privet. It's that kind of shrub. What does it mean? Is it to do with the shape or the colour or the... It's just the name of the plant. Privet, like privet like elf. Yeah, sweet. Drive, yeah. Nice. Right, how Alice. Trailers all this time. Can we see some quick maths on you? Uh, he was killed in 1196, which was approximately ages ago. Approximately ages, like 900-ish, surely. Yeah, fine. You're the expert here. What about I'm yours? not at maths, Alice. We both got a B. We're both nearly experts. Um, so, obviously the tree was around at the same time, although mm-hmm. we actually, all of those... So you know how we said he got hung with like nine people? Yeah. Apparently that's why they chose those elms, because they grew in like a nice line. So oh, it's great God. for viewing pleasure. Oh God, it's so efficient. <laughs> yeah, it's that's why they didn't just pick one tree, because it was actually him and all of his pals. Right. So they put one on each tree, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. a row of trees. And then Liz, 400 years later, is like, oh, that was a great shout, but I want to hang more people. I want more than nine. I want 24. Do you have any idea how often public executions happened? Was it like a weekend cinema special matinee, or was it every day? It was very rarely, and part of the reason they wanted more was to have fewer (laughs) executions. So they wanted to only have them like once a month, like, well, we'll hang as many of them at once. Okay. So it's kind of, well, it's obviously not a good thing. <laughs> but but at least they weren't doing it every day. Exactly. And this is you know? why they could not do it every day. It's like they... a cheeky treat once a month, like a yeah. warm tin of Fosters and a pack of <laughs> You feel ashamed about it, but you do enjoy it. But you go anyway. Every go single every time. Every month. Every time you get a message on Facebook. Do you want a pint? Do you want to go into town? For a warm Fosters. Wink, wink. For one. For one. And the, we're just, those how awful turn up. is that? Yeah. Always for one. Mm-hmm. Never in my life has it been one. Would you like to hear a quote from Billy the Beard himself? Yes, absolutely. This was his sales pitch. Tell me oh, if you would amazing. have been, you know, converted from this. Okay, I'll come at it from a conservative viewpoint where I just love being treated like shit. Okay, good. He's not a humble man. Okay. But he sure did know how to rouse a crowd. Bring it. Okay. <clears throat> he opened strong. I am the saviour of the poor. Oh, wow. Do ye, oh poor. <laughs> Do ye? Yeah, that's it. That's the full sentence. Do, Do ye? Mom. But it's not a question mark. It's Do ye, oh poor. So what is that even translated to? I'm, I'm not Do sure. Do you, poor people? He goes on. <laughs> Who have experienced the heaviness of rich men's hands. He Drink from man. my wells the waters of the doctrine of salvation. Wow. I think that's why he got nicked for heresy. Is that the thing where you're like, blah, blah, I'm God? Maybe. I think it was sedition that he... But as we've previously discussed, you know, it's very tricky to nail down a definition of sedition. And then it gets a little psychedelic. Get in there. Drink from my wells the waters of the doctrine of salvation and ye may do this joyfully, for the time of your visitation is at hand. I love a visitation. What are they visiting? Uh, salvation? Oh, so for I will divide the waters from... Ooh, Moses-y. From the waters. He's going to divide the waters from the waters, Maisie. So, so no, be joyful. Who's the water? The people are the waters. And who's the other water? I will divide the humble from the haughty and treacherous. They're the other water that's being divided. I will separate the elect from the reprobate as light from darkness. Wow. Booyaka, booyaka, Quite a high opinion of himself. But then I guess maybe good for you. He really believed in his own ability. But he had good reason to do so, so empirically he was a rich speaking. Person. Where are we going to take it on a five-stock scale, Maisie? Hmm. Well, I love the morbidity of the elm tree. And I also love that this is a tree that just isn't a tree. Like now, it's not even a gallows. It's just a sign on the floor that says, Here once stood the Tyborn tree. I'd love to visit that. It's massive. It's like this big because it's like um, it's like the diameter of the trunk. Big old sign on the floor. You can go see it now if you want on one of the corners of Hyde Park, the one near Oxford Street. Cool. Yeah. Jazzy. It'll be a great day out. May I return your attention to yes, the five stock scale? Yes, 
Um, I'm going to give the tree, I think, a 3.6. I like the morbidity, although it's quite sad, really. But it's not the tree's fault. We don't choose, they don't choose what we use as sultry opinions on them. And then for William the Beard. Wizzle the Bizzle. Wizzle the Bizzle, Billy B. Wally Bolly. I'm so torn on him, you know. I was really up for him until you said that speech. And now I'm a bit like... I guess you need it sometimes to rouse a crowd. Sounds a bit Charlie Manson. But imagine if you'd just gone up there and been like, do do you, you know, like... Don't, you don't like being poor. <laughs> I just, I think it's quite bad as well. I'm not sure he would have been I able agree. to rouse the troops. He might have spared his own skin, though. I think they're opposite ends of the scale, and there is a comfortable medium that he definitely overshot. Mm-hmm. But I like his politics. You know, it's very brave when you're in power to stand up for other people that aren't. You're so right. For that reason, I'll give him a three point six. Also, bang, you're favouring the tiebreakers these days, Maisie. I am. It's because I'm contrary. I'd thank you to pick a side. <laughs> Sit on the fence, I'll splinters in your arse. Yeah, it's comfortable. <laughs> okay, the Tyborn Hanging Tree. I think it's got a really grand name, lots of gravitas Ooh, yes. in that name, which I do appreciate the drama of yeah. that. <laughs> Thought you might. Um, and I like the yo ho, blow the man down image of, you know, silhouetted cadavers hanging, swinging from a leafless tree. May I just say, listeners, if any of you find a dead pigeon on the floor, Alice is currently collecting an album just in the in the theme of dead things. So send them on through to our Instagram, perhaps. It's called Gifts from the Pavement. Gifts from the Pavement. Oh, the album nice I'm making. About yeah. It. So it's birds only, not exclusively pigeons. But Sorry. please do send the pictures through to treasonreview at gmail dot com. You can get us on Instagram at treasonreview. In an ill-advised twist of fate, we have just got a Twitter. <laughs> At Treason R. <laughs> Maisie, I'm going to give the Tyborn Hanging Tree four stars. I love the drama. I'm going to and give... For Willie Bizzle? Wally the Bolly. William Fitzbeard. William Fratz. Osbertbeard. Osbeard. Osbeard. Nice work. We got there in the end. I'm going to give him 4.2 stars, <gasps> you know. it's a high rating. We need people with resources who've been born into privilege to speak out on behalf of those less fortunate. Mm. He paid the ultimate price. Dragged he, by a horse. He got dragged by a horse. Dehumanising. Yeah, he was naked, man. They yeah. made him get naked. I found so a picture weird. of it. Well, oh. obviously not a photo, but a picture. <laughs> Hashtag no filter. <laughs> The horse looks really sad. Oh god, those poor <laughs> it's really horses. Harrowing. We make nature do really fucked up shit on our the behalf, trees, don't we? The horses. Oh god. No one is safe. No one is safe here. You're right. Uh so Willie Bobbins Goff wins it for me. <laughs> well done, Willie Bobbins Goff. I like someone who can give a speech, you know. I like that he was willing to die for it. That's I think something we all say and none of us mean. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for podding with me, Alice. Oh amazing, it's been an Absolute pleasure. Oh, I thought I lost my harmonica there. I had absolute panic. <laughs> Maze, it's been an absolute pleasure. Never a chore. Never a chore in my life, mate. Mwah. I've been amazing. I've been Alice. This has been Treason Review. Review.